This is your host of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. I'm Leisha Holmes, and I just wanted to say thank you for choosing to listen to our episode. Now, before we start, I would like to thank our sponsors, Hoxo Media and Vincere. I will explain a bit more about them later on in the episode as to how you, our listener, can benefit from a unique discount by mentioning the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you contact them. Now, remember to click subscribe as you're listening now to get notified of every new weekly episode of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Without further ado, let's jump in to the episode. This is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast and I am beyond excited to introduce to our audience and community today somebody who I've had the pleasure of getting to know since March 2020 when we were totally introduced through an incredible lady Amelia Sordal for the Women Unleashed community so hello to all our fellow Women Unleashed this is Sally Spicer. Sally welcome to you today how are you? I'm really well. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, I've been so excited to do this. And I also wanted to say, Alicia, that you, this was the first podcast I did back, it must have been, what, it must have been March, April last year. It was, and I remember, it was 20, some point, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember being a little deer in the headlights and you're like, don't worry, I've got you. And I just think how far we've both come since then, like going from being absolutely petrified to do my first one. And I think we talked about goal setting, didn't we? Um, to now fast forward however many months. And well, yeah, well, sorry, was it 2020? Yes, it was over a year ago. Um, and for me to be like jumping out of bed and I can't wait to come on to you, with you today. So yeah, thank you for that. Thanks for always supporting me. You're, You're brilliant. Right. For those who are very finicky about things like this, you can go back into our archive and find the podcast that Sally's talking about. I think we broadcast it for in time for the January New Year's resolutions. That was the whole point of goal setting. And you're absolutely right. And that's why I wanted to get you back on because what you have achieved with your business has been truly phenomenal. But let me explain to our audience why I've invited Sally here today. So as well as becoming exceptionally strong cheerleaders for each other through the Women Unleashed, um, Sally is a senior recruitment manager. Uh, she's a career coach. She is also the host of, on LinkedIn, the Career Accelerator Hacks, which is every Tuesday, quarter past 12, and the founder of Scoach. So for those who are not yet familiar with Scoach, what is Scoach and how did it come about? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, Scoach is a career um, a coaching business um, centered towards women and, and raising women up. Um, but it came about, and it's interesting because I, I listened to a lot of podcasts um, and I was listening to a podcast about coaching and on, and there's a couple of coaches on this podcast and they said that a lot of coaches come into coaching through trauma. And that's kind of what kind of propels them into coaching. And for me, it really wasn't the case at all. For me, it was all about helping people. And I think even in my recruitment career, which I've been doing for 20 years, <clears throat> always at really the, the heart of what I, everything I did was helping people mm. and helping people to get jobs and really kind of helping them through that transition. And so it really just it really started with my desire to help throughout the pandemic. You know, I think we all we were all working at home, weren't we? We were all had a lot of time to think. Um, and I just felt like this overwhelming urge to help people. And what I felt at the time was I was only really helping people who I was placing into jobs, who I was supporting within their employment, um, you know, transition. And I felt like it was just such a small 
such a tiny percentage of people. And I had all this experience that I'd gained over the 20 years of my recruitment career that I felt like I, I felt like I, I've got to get it out there. I've got to help. And so it really started with, you know, going on to LinkedIn, talking to people about how to elevate their CVs and their profiles and how to nail those interviews, which obviously we can kind of do standing on our heads, can't we, having done it for so, so many years. So that's kind of how it started. And then I really started tapping into a lot of the self-development that I had gone through over the last 20 years. I've been really fortunate enough to, you know, be developed through with kind of coaching skills and, you know, qualifications. And so the two just really kind of married together. And then this all came at a time when I was just about to turn 40, which I'm sure a lot of people can resonate with. It's a real... It's a pinnacle time of values. I remember doing the same thing happened when I was turned 30. I felt like really like, you know, something is urging me to kind of move or, you know, think about things differently. And so I really took the time to think about what was important to me. What was important to me? Who did I want to help? And I think throughout my career, you know, there was, and I can, I see firsthand females don't get the same or didn't necessarily get the same opportunities as men um I started doing a lot of one-to-one work with women and they all had the same challenges and I thought this is what I've been put on this earth to do so um so yeah yeah Scotch was born oh absolutely and you and for anyone who isn't yet following Sally particularly actually I love your Instagram your Instagram feed for me just makes me smile you've invested in your marketing you have put it you know, you put yourself out there, like you say, to raise other women up. And that's one of the main reasons that I think you have totally transformed your brand within the short space of time, relatively speaking. And like you say, you know, coming through recruitment for 20 years, you have got all this amazing experience. And I love the fact that you've done so very altruistically through the pandemic, but you're now elevating, you know, both leaders and their and their teams accordingly through the, the shared experience that you that you can impart with them. So you've just picked up on an actually a point that I really want to sort of set the scene with, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you say that a lot of women seem to experience similar challenges in the workplace. So what I mean, obviously, this is going to be a little bit generic, but that's fine. What generally do we tend to face in the workplace? What are our greatest challenges? I think that I could answer that question on two with two prongs if you like so I'll go down one route and then I'll kind of revert back if that's right to the kind of original question when I started working with my women one-to-one and really looking at it from a coaching relationship as opposed to a recruiter relationship and although the two really kind of married together I found that we were all facing the same challenges so they were confidence lack of confidence lack of direction those feelings of being stuck the feelings of being unfulfilled and when you kind of put all those in a pot and start you know mixing it all up it's it's no wonder people don't really push themselves to do something else or try something new because if you're feeling if you're in a role and you feel undervalued or you feel unfulfilled that does have a knock-on effect to your confidence so you know, so it's very difficult then to kind of, you know, if you're, if you're starting at a much lower rung to really then kind of push yourself up because you've got to push for that confidence barrier before you even tackle anything else. So that's one thing. And it really is universal, you know. And I know that we've talked before about kind of imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is really kind of one element, but it really kind of runs through a lot of everything that we do. But in terms of the female piece, 
And what I think a lot of people, and I've done a lot of work on this, I've done a lot of research on this and a lot of reading. I think what, um, there is a certain ignorance, and I, I mean that in the nicest possible term, that there isn't the representation at senior level. So even from my recruitment perspective, I'm asked to put a gender bias and shortlist together for a senior exec role. And it's almost impossible. And then I get pushed back from the client. Well, why is it impossible? And I said, well, actually, what you need to understand is as females come through the work, come through work and the, and, in, and the work career ladder, if you like, at a certain point, a female has got to make a choice. And that choice is, do they have a family or not? Okay, the choice is theirs. If they do have a family, where, where does the priority of their role and their job and their career come? Because they've also got all these other social pressures externally. You have to be the best mother. You have to be the best wife, the best mom, you know, all the rest of it. So what proportion of you do you put to your career and which proportion of you do you put towards your family? And there's very, very specific labels you get for choosing one or the other. And then what happens is a huge proportion of women leave the workforce. Right. And then they return to the workforce in part time roles, which are deemed as, you know, lower skilled and therefore lower paid. And so as this goes on and, and, and so that women become less and less and less available in those roles. Yeah. So I think what we would need to do is support females more to know that they can have a career and have a family. Um, because that's what a lot of women want to do. They want, I mean, I've got, I've got three kids, you know, um, I've, I've always worked for, for part full time. And is that the right thing or not? I don't know. Would I be where I am now if I, if I work part time? I don't know. It's no. difficult. It, it is. And, and you know, I, I, I love that you, where you've sort of um, assessed that is that it does, first of all, it starts with you listening or watching this with your own level of self-esteem and purpose. And I think when I've, I've placed lots of return to work mums over the years, it's one of the main reasons I've set my business up because I didn't have that compromise. Um, I didn't want to compromise sort of coming back to work full time. I wanted to do it around my own sort of family. Um, mm. that they feel that there is that, you know, can I be both? And it's really challenging to do both. Um, mm. And I think it's, you know, the, the onus is actually, it is on you as the individual to find it within yourself to understand what your motivators are and, if you're lucky enough to have a good support network around you and you're fortunate mm. enough to have a partner that you know can do the nursery drops or the school drops and there's so many different elements to it but actually the it also comes down to the other people listening in our audience which is the leaders it's the employers to ensure that you are collaborating with your return to work mums and dads you know but we're talking yeah. about them specifically what can you do to support them in that and what do they need to do to ensure that they can achieve everything they need to do in the role without compromising their family needs. Because ultimately family has to come first, their children have to come first. If we've not learned anything since the pandemic started, it's that family has to come first and your health Absolutely. physically and mentally has to come first. So mm. I think it's really a really good way to set the scene for our conversation because like you say, there isn't anybody gonna be listening to this that hasn't had that choice if they've gone through that journey. Of course, you know, if you listen to this and you haven't, um, had a family or, or don't want to have a family you will know somebody that has gone through this thought process mm. so what we yeah. want to understand is how scope and you know how people can take away from this episode what they can do to uh, you know both as an employer but also as, a, as an employee and I know we're going to come on to that so for those who are listening you know you're running a business the key thing right now any recruiter will tell you this is is not just hiring but it's also retaining your best mm. staff. Actually, that's the best way to, to propel forward. 
So how do employers, based on what we've just said, how do they look at who they've got in their business and raise the females up um, so that they are fulfilling their full career potential? We briefly interrupt this chat on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to introduce to you our partnership with Vincere, the recruitment operating system. Vincere is the modern recruitment operating system for recruitment and staffing agencies around the globe. A single tech platform that unifies your CRM, your ATS, your website, candidate and client portals, shift scheduler, timesheets, data and analytics, and now including video interviewing and outreach all under one roof. This is the reason the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast chose to partner with Vincere because we want to make the job of a modern recruiter as simple as possible. So if you're looking for a new recruitment CRM to manage your entire operation, visit vincere.io and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Now, back to the chat. I think we need to have the conversations. I think, you know, uh, females only entered the workforce 50 years ago and some would argue that so much has been done in terms of that gender equality but I'm here to tell you you know from the work that I do with my one-to-one clients um, from what I see with my community which is you know quite sizable now in terms of the scope so much more needs to be done because I think women genuinely feel like they have to be everything. They have to excel at absolutely everything because they have got these pressures outside of work as well as inside work. So I think step number one is have a conversation about it. Don't be ignorant. Don't think that this isn't happening. Don't think that the females in your business isn't happening to them because I can tell you 100% it is. Um, And I've been working with some organisations to really think about the conversations that they're having around females going off to have families, what the career career path looked like, and how also to support them coming back to work. Because again, it's this kind of cut and dry. Okay, you're back from maternity leave now. Right, let's get straight back into it. What then some people don't understand is then, you know, babies go through sleep, you know, regression at 12 months. And so actually at 12 months, you're back to work full time or have many hours and you're up three times a night. You know, it's all these things to just have a much more agile approach to how we can support females. And also, I think a really important point to make is when you do have children or as females grow and develop as individuals and we change, our identity gets knocked. You know, our identity gets knocked throughout, you know, and that's also what can impact our confidence. So, you know, by having these conversations and being really open minded and thinking, right, okay, how can we get the best out of you? How can we retain you? We want you to still be here in five years time. What does that career path look like to you and how we can make it work? I think is a much more grown up conversation to be having rather than let's just try and slot you back into, you know, what is the kind of status quo and, you know, the career path that we've got available to us. And actually, one of the key words that has really come out during 2021 is is inclusivity. And that's the key element of inclusivity. What can we do? How can we support you? How can we get you to elevate your profile within our business? Because you will then become this benchmark. And the fact Mm. is that any employer that isn't having these conversations, you are at extreme risk of losing some of your best employees for not supporting them. And it's actually, like you say, it's an adult conversation. It's a really sensible adult conversation. And actually, I want to pick up on another word, which is agile. 
we've all had to become agile. You know, we're we're still in a virtual world. Whether you're back in the in the office full time, part time, the fact is that people's mindsets have changed, and I see no reason why people can't work in an agile way around their family commitments. But it's having it's communication, isn't it, Sally? That's what it is. Yeah. It is communication and on that kind of wider retention piece, because this isn't just, you know, about females and I don't want to turn off, you know, half of your listeners. Um, but in terms of that retention piece, I think organisations really need to focus on happiness um, and, you know, a huge news flash to the whole recruitment industry out there you know our biggest driver isn't necessarily money anymore and recruitment businesses have counted on that for so many years you know staff want to be consulted they want to be listened to they want to be able to have an impact themselves on the culture they want to see representation whether that's gender race sexual orientation in management and senior leadership roles because that is what is going to encourage your newest recruit to strive forward they need to see representation so that's really really important and they want to feel like they can be themselves at work they want to feel like they can belong and I think if we do like the point you just made look look back over the last couple of years it is that feeling of connection and that feeling of belonging that we all strive for and we all yearn for so that doesn't all mean that we have to be in the office from nine to five every single day that just means that we're listened to and included and you know we're part of the community essentially I'm so pleased you picked up on that. And actually, there's a to note for those who are real podcast listeners who who like to have a diverse um a listening capability, go and listen to Mary Portis. She has a podcast, oh, Kindness Economy. I've got her book. It's all around how I mean, you know, she's one of the most successful retail magnets that's ever been. She's an amazing lady, and the whole premise is that the world has shifted and people. That's not to say you can't be money motivated. It's not to say that you can't. because it's a meritocracy what we're saying is and this is you know on this retention piece is that actually people will come to work and stay working hard for you in a productive way if they feel well looked after content you know that you care for them the compassion element has never been more important and I don't see that changing now and I really hope it doesn't change that's what the whole premise of her kindness economy is that actually you can be hugely successful as a business operator by being to your employees yeah and you know what on that point I'm so glad you brought her up because I'm a huge huge fan of Mary Porter I think she's brilliant so I also read her book and highly recommend it work like a woman and she talks a lot about females like I said we've, we've entered the workplace 50 years ago and what we've actually had to do is really work within a very alpha male culture and behave like that in order to get seen and heard and so what I love what Mary's done is at now with her kindness and, and it's really those empathetic female skills that we bring to the table like kindness that actually improves in retention and it rep- improves staff morale so I love that she's kind of gone really full circle on that loop and um, because she is a force to be reckoned with and interestingly if you saw some of her tv work you know back in the kind of early noughties she was this really you know inverted commas aggressive outspoken striking woman that's how she had to behave to be able to be taken seriously in the retail world but what's now come out of that is actually she's been true to herself in terms of her empathy and her kindness and that's what prevails isn't it 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 is but I want a caveat here for half of our audience in that I know plenty of men who are equally compassionate kind 
fantastic. No, you're right, you're right. I, I understand it's, it's traditionally seen as a, as a female behaviour, but actually I know many, many male leaders who are exceptionally intuitive, you know, very caring, amazing dads. You know, this is the thing. I think it's about readdressing the balance. This isn't just a female, you know, female supporting females. This is we all raise each other up by the way that yeah. we behave with each other. And I think that's one of the key things that for me, Scoach, you know, the, the guests that you have on, on your uh, career accelerator hacks, it's all around people that are looking around their, that, that your microcosm, because ultimately that's what you affect, a broader community through social media, but your microcosm in your day-to-day job, if you're a recruiter, your customers, your, your, your fellow colleagues, your family, your friends, what can we do to elevate each other and support one another? Because actually we're all unique. And just because mm you know Sarah's coming back to work three days a week doesn't mean that Joanne wants to come back to work three days a week she actually wants to come back to work five days a week because she prefers to be everybody has different motivations and I think that's that's one of the key things that that we're talking about so we've we've definitely spoken to the employers listening so for those who are listening who you know maybe aren't in such an inclusive workplace unfortunately what would your advice be to how they can look at where they're at, where they are now. Not, we're not saying go on the market necessarily. We're not encouraging that. Although, you know, we know some great recruiters. What, <laughs> what can they do to raise their profiles internally and, and ensure that their needs are being met? Okay. So I just wanted to break away from the chat for 60 seconds to talk to you about an issue a lot of agencies are facing right now and what one company, Hoxo Media, are doing about it. There's a lot of talk about what it takes to be the quote unquote modern recruiter personal branding, building an online presence, finding new and innovative ways to engage the market, whatever your market is. It's an approach most businesses are fumbling around with at the moment, to be honest. Meanwhile, Hoxo have absolutely nailed it. They are arguably the world's foremost marketing agency dedicated exclusively to the recruitment sector. And they've worked out what recruiters need to do to see tangible success through online activity. They've developed a proven methodology to follow on LinkedIn daily to establish you, you, as the go-to recruiter in your space and drive inbound leads and new business opportunities on a consistent basis. Now, they teach it all to you over an eight-week course in the Hoxo Academy. I actually completed the Hoxo Academy in the very height of COVID, and it completely transformed my business. In fact, it paid for itself by the end of week two. The best place to find out more about Hoxo Media is to check out their website, hoxomedia.com, or search for them on LinkedIn and give them a follow. They give away an absolute ton of valuable advice and actionable tips for free. But if and when you're ready to seriously invest in your online brand, give these guys a shout. But make sure to tell them that Leisha from Key Recruitment sent you and just quote the podcast, the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, and they'll give you a cheeky discount as well. Not bad, eh? Now, back to the chat. I think reflection is a perfect place to start. So really figuring out and taking some time to figure out, maybe that's with the support of a coach, maybe it's just going off and doing some bit of you know self-development yourself, listening to podcasts, there's loads of free resources out there to kind of help you do this. But figure out who it, who are you, you know, when you actually strip everything back, who are you and find your voice and reflect genuinely. This is exactly what I did when I first started as coach, reflecting on what's actually important to you. And I think getting visibility at work is a lot easier than any of us think. It really is. And it just takes really baby steps. 
So it could be that you are agreeing with someone else's point. You could be like, you know, hey, Jill, that's an amazing point, you know, that you just made. And, and maybe we could try this. Or you could, you know, be talking to someone going, yeah, you know, I really remember when we did that bill. And but what I remember the last time we did it is actually maybe we could try something else new. So, you know, it's this having these tiny little conversations to raise your profile. So you go from the kind of note taker in the corner and someone who hasn't got an opinion to someone who, you know, maybe agrees with someone. And that's kind of the first step I would say in terms of kind of raising your profile. Also, don't take your skills and experience that you've got for granted. There is somebody out there who can benefit from your experience, especially recruitment. You know, we're talking to you from recruitment um, community. Every candidate, every job, every hiring manager, every recruitment process is so very different, isn't it? And so you, we can absolutely learn from each other's. And, and also, I think by sharing our experiences, we also encourage other people to share their experiences as well. So it becomes far more inclusive. Um, and I think also don't worry about having to be original. I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to like try to you know create original content or come up with like original ideas. We absolutely don't. You know, we form connections with people by agreement, by nodding our health. Yes, absolutely, Alicia, I do agree with that. You know, think about dietitians, think about PTs. We know a lot of the stuff that they're telling us, but sometimes it's just someone going, remember this? And you're like, yeah, actually, you're right. That's what's going to kind of get me back on track. So all I would say is, Find your voice, find what's important to you and just start taking baby steps to try and, you know, try and use that voice in the workplace. I think it's really important. And I think, you know, the very first step for me was finding Lisa again. I think, you know, you are mum, whether you listen to this, your mum, your dad, you know, whatever you get called, it's finding out who that person is again and what is important to you. And like you said, I think it's so important that you've said that everybody, you are all unique, you're all original. And there is no right or wrong way. You can look around you and think, well, how are they doing it? Go and speak to them. You know, think maybe that mentorship is something you can impart to somebody that's, you know, on that upward journey. But equally, is there somebody around you that you can go and learn from? So I think there's so many valid points in there, Sally. I absolutely love it. And I can see why so many people are trusting you. So as we, um, as we head into 2022, what's, for, what's in the future for Scotch? What can we look forward to? Oh, I'm so excited about 2022. I feel like 2021 has been my foundation of like getting everything in place I wanted to get in place. You know, the website's done, um, which I don't think is the most important thing, but the fact that it's, you know, it's had two iterations, I think is brilliant because I know exactly what direction I want to take the business. I'm absolutely going to continue with my one-to-one -one clients because that gives me life essentially. I do some group work um, for those who want to kind of be part of a community. And um, I launched a membership at the back end of this year. So yeah, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I launched a membership and the membership is centered towards females who want to kind of self-develop um, and want to be in a community of women who raise each other up. So if you don't raise each other up, you're not welcome essentially. Um, but we're relaunching that for the next intake. That's probably going to be kind of late January. Um, and also, um, you know, Scotch to me is so important that I take it to the corporate world and so I have developed a program that I'm taking into the corporate world to help organizations to real tack really tackle gender equality um, and really help women there's a lot of kind of leadership and management training out there which I think is brilliant I actually think females need to be developed before they even get to that point to know and given the skills that they know that they can go and they have got choices so 
that's the program that I've created. I'm really excited to be taking it to the corporate world. And it really focuses on kind of mindset and having impact, evolving as ourselves and then accelerating in our careers. And on that mindset piece, um, I will be by the end of this month, an NLP practitioner. I'm so proud I've just I absolutely love it I mean I could literally do it all day every day I'm so fascinated with how the mind works and how we can change our mindset to really kind of put our best foot forward so that's been incorporated in the program as well um so you know if businesses out there want to seriously impact and have an impact on gender equality you know, it's really important that we invest in females earlier on in their careers. Um, and that's what's going to have an impact on the gender, you know, in, in the pay gap um, kind of in years to come. So and that's what I'm here for. I'm here to support organisations through that. That's incredible. And there's also hot off the press. This is definitely going to be the first time we talk about this. There's a little collaboration going on with key recruitment and scouts, isn't there, Sally? Yes, there is. Yes, Alicia's reached out to me and said, look, you know, I can see the value in career coaching. Um, you know, I really want to take the candidates that I'm representing through, you know, through some career coaching with you just to help them really. And um, yes, yeah, so I'm really excited to be getting involved in that, Alicia. So thank you so much. We'll make sure there's all the all the links are on the episode. Well, it sounds like you like you say, 2021 has been a foundation year for you. You have supported and assisted and empowered women in their hundreds or if not thousands this year and I just have watched you in absolute awe and you are genuinely one of the nicest kindest most uh, I'm just trying to think of the right word for you you're just illuminous you know that you just irradiate absolute sunshine you really do Sally not not least your amazing wall behind you for those who are watching <laughs> Um, <laughs> really do you, you just radiate sunshine and you are just such an amazing cheerleader to all of us in women unleashed and i know that the lord agree with me but to, to the wider community on linkedin and instagram as well and i imagine you you know you're just really throw totally inspiring your three children i'm sure that they're all going to be future leaders in there as well and fulfill their full potential so i just want to say thank you for being such an amazing friend and you know you've been a brilliant guest today we could probably have talked for much much longer but we'll let <laughs> we'll let everyone at the end of this episode make sure you're following sally connect to her i'm sure she'll be happy to answer any questions and watch this space for anybody who chooses to trust key we'll be connecting you to sally so thank you so much for joining us on the recruiters recruitment podcast Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and Ditta, you are a huge support. So thank you for everything that you do for me and the wider community. You're brilliant. Thank you so much. My pleasure.